Hey there, I'm Matt Tommy, and over the last 10 years, I've helped thousands of Christian artists all over the world start thriving spiritually, artistically, and in the marketplace, while at the same time building my own super successful art business. If you're ready to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live in His kingdom, then you're in the right place, my friend. Now, with over a half a million downloads, you're listening to the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. Well, hey, my friend, so glad that you are with me on the podcast today. You know, for every believer, hearing God's voice is a must-have, a must-do. It's something that is absolutely natural in the kingdom, and yet it's one of the things that makes a lot of believers nervous and kind of a little bit, you know, unsettled, especially depending on the stream of the body of Christ that you may have come from. Uh, It may not be a normal part of your journey, but today I've got a great guest, my friend Taylor Jensen. We're talking about Uh, kind of all the details about hearing God's voice. What are the different ways that we hear God's voice? How do you know if it's God versus if it's you? And uh, and in between, how do you you judge those things? Uh, How does God speak to you and through you? And and even how to get started if this is a a brand new thing for you. Uh, If that's you, you're going to find out a a lot of great information today here on the podcast. Listen, uh, Taylor's information is right down here below in the show notes. You can find out the great things that he's doing to help people hear God's voice all over the world and uh, connect with him in a deeper way. But I'm going to get out of the way. You're going to love this episode with my friend, Taylor Jensen. So one of my favorite topics of all time, hearing God's voice. And uh, man, I'm so glad to have Taylor on today to help us really jump into this idea. Taylor Jensen, man, so glad you're here. Welcome. Hey, thanks so much for having me. It's a huge honor. Excited to be with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. The more I'm getting to know you and hearing all the good stuff that you're doing, the more I'm just like, we should have been friends a long time ago. So I'm, I'm excited to bring Seriously. you on the podcast <laughs> and uh, introduce you to our audience. But for those who are just getting to know you, why don't we talk a little bit about your backstory? Because you've got such a just incredibly varied and beautiful story that the Lord has, mm-hmm. has walked you uh, through all yeah. these years. So who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? What brings you here? Sure. Thanks so much. I know it's so, it's been so fun getting to know you and seeing what you do. Um, so I, I currently live in San Diego, California, uh, you know, cause the Lord's called me here and for now, and you know, life's rough, but San Diego's great. <laughs> 75 degrees all year long, right? Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So, um, but we, uh, uh born and raised here, born, uh, love the Lord, raised in a Christian church, Christian school, but it was super conservative you know, and everything like that. Um, and I had this hunger for God and felt like the Lord uh, pushed me to step out and become a missionary with YWAM, Youth with a Mission. And uh, I ended up doing that for about three years. And from 18, 19, 20 into kind of 21, traveled the world, just hearing God's voice, listening, Lord, where next do I go? Yeah. And the Lord opened up doors. I went to Colombia, I went to uh, China, Cambodia, North Korea, South Korea, uh, kind of all over, you know, Europe, Africa, Mozambique. And I just found myself from following the voice of God and fought and he'd open up doors and get connected. And then all of a sudden I would be in a new nation again, and the Lord would be ministering. And, and I, a lot of the things I learned uh, was just kind of like street smarts versus book smarts. You know, I didn't go into a classroom to hear God's voice. Uh, I learned in the tribes of, you know, Cambodia and Nepal, Lord, will you please speak to these people? And so, but really learning to hear God's voice is what changed 
changed everything for me. When I realized God is alive and well, and he speaks today, that is what shifted the trajectory of my life. And so uh, I was living in Cambodia as a missionary, seeing revival there is incredible. And I heard the Lord say, basically, what about San Diego? Go mm. back to San Diego wow. and trusting his voice. Once again, I moved to San Diego uh, and the Lord said that people are just as lost in America as Cambodia. It just looks different, you know, and they need to learn how to hear me as well. So I moved back to San Diego and I have been kind of a pastor here ever since for about seven years or so. And uh, the Lord has been just kind of launching me all over the place to teach people how to hear God's voice and just to help people fall more in love with Jesus. So that's kind of what I'm doing now is pastoring and doing that. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. What is it about the mission field that, you know, cause I've, I've traveled all over the world as well. Love, love being in those kind of places, these hotbeds of revival, you see God moving all this sort of thing. What is it you think about being in those situations that sometimes uh, this is a gross generalization, but sometimes it <laughs> makes it easier for us right. to hear God's voice as opposed to, <laughs> walking over here in the States or in Western culture in our, in our daily life where God can many times seem far away. Like, are you speaking at all? What's going on? Right, right. right. No, it's true. I came back to America and it was harder to walk close and hearing God's voice in America than it was in the nations. You're totally right. And for me, I think two things uh, for me was one is distractions. You know, when I lived in the nations it was just like, I got to find food to eat and I'm going to preach the gospel. Like that was it. It was a very simple life. You know, we built a house and preached the gospel. And so it was, there was less distractions. My phone wasn't going off every two minutes, you know, emails weren't coming in. I wasn't thinking about, you know, traffic and all the different, just all the different drama of life. So what happens is a lot of times, um, it just, the voice of God can get buried underneath all of our distractions. Yeah. That's why in, in Hosea, he says, I lured her into the wilderness. Mm. Why? So that I could tenderly speak to her. Yeah. I think sometimes God needs to take us out into these wilderness places just so all the distractions can fade away and he can speak to us. And actually the Hebrew word for wilderness midbar, uh, it means wilderness, but the secondary word means mouth. And I think that's so the Lord, you know, because sometimes he says, hey, I need to strip away the distractions so I can speak to you. So I think that's why I think the distractions and I think comfort, you know, when we're comfortable, we're not really desperate. And I think when we're desperate for a word of God, because we need to figure out what to do, uh, we seek him and find him clear, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think everybody can understand these ideas of going through these wilderness times, these these places where we're intensely crying out to the Lord. He meets us through a friend through his own voice, through whatever it right. is. And that fuels us and, you know, allows mm -hmm. us to go on to those mountaintops and that sort of thing. But the thing I love about your perspective, and I think the understanding that I have as well is that hearing God's voice is not something just for people in ministry. It's not something that's just for really spiritual people. God's desire right. is to, to speak to everybody. This is, as I often say, the kingdom working normally. This is how yes. this yes. set up. It's supposed to work. So yes. when did you start to make that shift in your life? Because, you know, I grew up kind of conservative, you know, denomination as well. We didn't hear a lot about God spoke to me or I saw this or I'm feeling this. It was very much, you know, kind of word based. So what was that shift like for you um, coming from just hearing God's word in the Bible Versus now I'm having this experience where I'm interacting with the voice of God. 
Sure. Yeah. It was beautiful and amazing and kind of terrifying all in the same moment, you know? So I had a deep reverence for hearing for like wanting so badly wanting, uh, just wanted to do the right thing. You know why I didn't want to get, I was just scared that I was going to get caught up in some weird cult, you know, and that sure. someone would say, Oh, I heard God. And then they're going to ask me to do something crazy, you know? And so, uh, for me, uh, two things happened is one, I actually didn't believe in it. And I was very much the advocate against God doesn't speak today anymore. Mm. But then what happened is there was this person who came up to me and they prayed for me and they told me things that I have never shared with anybody. And they told me things that I didn't even know how to process. They like gave me words for my own deep emotions. And they said things about my family and they, and all they said was, I just feel like God is saying this. And I broke down weeping and something in my heart cracked open, you know, like the woman at the well of Jesus. She's like, I, he says, you've had seven, seven husbands. She's like, I think you're a prophet. It was one of those moments where I woke up and just said, oh my goodness, God can speak today because it was this encounter moment that really just, just blew my mind. And the fruit of it was, I felt so loved. I felt so known. I felt so close to Jesus. And it was really that moment that made me say, okay, if this is real, then I need to dive into this and find it. And so I started seeking all throughout scripture and say, with the question of God, do you still speak? And I found that it's everywhere in scripture, old Testament, new Testament. He speaks in tons of different ways. And he's always saying uh, things to his people. It's like, he doesn't like being quiet. I think we just don't tune in to listen, you know? And so, so two things happens. I encountered it and I said, this is real. And then I started to seek after it. And I, when I got hungry and said, "I, I need to seek the voice of God, that's when I really started hearing him for the first time. That's so good, because when you start to understand that God not only wants to speak to you, he wants to speak through you. You know, Paul talks yep. about, I desire that you all would prophesy. And right. the idea that we're, you know, uh, to use kind of a loaded word, channeling the voice of God, that we are, right. <laughs> yeah. you know, that we are our mouthpieces, conduits for the voice of God in the earth to each other and to humanity, that we get to be uh, releasers of his nature to edify, exhort, build up people, that sort of exactly. thing. It's this, it's this really beautiful flow that you start realizing, gosh, I mean, it, it is just neat, Taylor. I mean, that God even invites uh-huh. us into this process. Number one, that he would allow, he would speak to us. Number two, that he allows us to, to communicate his voice to others. I mean, that's just crazy. It is. It's, yeah. it's humbling. You know, it's humbling that the ancient of days, the God of the world, everything that he would choose a vessel to speak a word of encouragement to, you know, I've had times where in faith, I said to someone, does this make sense? And I shared a word and they start crying. And then I started crying because I was as shocked as they were, (laughs) you know, and I was so humble. I cannot believe God. I can't believe that was right. God actually spoke through me, you know, and you're totally right. It's so special. It's so beautiful. And it, it humbles us actually, you know, to hear his voice. And I don't know if you have this experience, but I, I hear this commonly um, among believers. Sometimes it's easier to hear God's voice for somebody else than it true. is for your own situation. I know for me, I've been walking oh, through some stuff, just a season of transition and, you know, just like all of us, you know, fighting the fight like we like we do. And I'm so thankful to have friends and leaders who are walking in the prophetic who can yes. help me to hear God's voice um, 
and I'm doing the same for them, you know, but sometimes it's easier for me to, to hear God's voice for them than it, than it is for me. And maybe that's a, a great way to kind of jump into this because there are lots and lots of ways that, that God does speak, right? There's not right. just one way. It's not just right. his word, but everything's based on his word, right? Right. Right. So exactly. The thing is, as we start to learn that, then there's this myriad of other ways that we can begin to experience and know um, his voice. So talk about some of those. I know you have a passion about writing and, and teaching about those. And what are some of your favorite ways to, to hear God's voice? Yeah, that's, that's so true. And it, it's so good. We, a lot of times we need the multiple ways of hearing God's voice. Cause like you said, when it, when it runs through our own filter, it can get kind of garbagey sometimes, you yeah. know? So that's why it's hard to hear. Cause we have our own thoughts and assumptions. And so I, I love that you said you seek other people. And so you named the first two, one is scripture, of course. Yeah. Uh, and then the second is community. And I run all the different ways you hear God's voice through scripture and through community. Those are the big filters. If anything, I think I hear God contradicts scripture, uh, whether I like it or not, I'm wrong. Like, that's just it. That's I'm wrong. You know, but the Bible, <laughs> right. The, the Bible was never meant to contain God, but it was meant to reveal him. It reveals how he's speaks and it acts as a filter, you know? So if I say, I think God is telling me to do this and it directly contradicts scripture, then I know that's just either my, my flesh or the devil or something. I don't know. Or I just heard wrong, you know? So that's that same with community. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs that uh, many, uh, like without, without many counselors, you know, like a nation falls and that there's a safety in a multitude yeah. of counsel. And so when you also run it by other people, you who are pure, they love the Lord too. They're a good community. And you say, I think God is saying this. And if you get like 10 people in a row who all say, I don't think that's God. That's a, that's also a, a, a little bit of a red flag, <laughs> you know, of why does everyone who is mature in the Lord in my life say this isn't God, <laughs> you know? Everybody in your life is not against you, friend, you know, otherwise you're right. a really crappy friend. You know? <laughs> so. Yeah, either you're in a really bad community, you yeah. know, um, or maybe it's not the Lord. So I think, like you said, uh, submit what you hear through those two things. And those are two guardrails that will really help. But amidst those two things, as long as it doesn't contradict scripture and as long as like it's accountable to be corrected uh, there's so much freedom so many lanes in the middle of that yeah. so one of the main lanes um so just listing off you know visions that's very much in the scripture uh, audibly hearing god dreams through our dreams uh through now, even let me our just emotions. stop you right there because we've already scared all of the evangelicals they're, they're like oh, <laughs> i know they're run dreams visions and audible voices what is this now i just i want to say to everybody because we have so many people listening to, to this podcast only 85% 90% of the bible is this you know supernatural manifestations of the spirit of god right and yet 85 90% of the of of the church today does not flow in this sort of thing so again yes. i just want to caveat i want yes. to set you up nicely Thank you. Uh, yeah. They're going to say, this guy's crazy. <laughs> no, what is it? No, this is, again, the kingdom working normally. These are right. biblical ways that, that God is speaking. So talk about these, because this is, I think, when you start talking about dreams, visions, audibly hearing God's voice, people get nervous. People are like, I, it's I scary. don't know about that. Mm -hmm. So walk us, walk us through those. Yeah, thank you. And, that, and I just want to tell people it's safe uh, that yeah. as long as you're submitted to scripture and community, it's yeah. safe, you know. And what, something that really helped me, because like I said, I was as conservative as you could get. 
someone told me, Hey, if it's God, then it's good. And I want it in my life. And so that helped me. I said, okay, God, if this is you, then I, I believe it's good. Also the, the devil doesn't really create anything new. He just counterfeits things that God created, you know? And so if we see all these kind of think, we think new agey, culty vision, stuff like that, that's the counterfeit. So you have to ask, okay, what is the God version? What is the truth? What is the, the biblical scriptural version? You know? So let's look for that. Something like, like visions, right? That sounds creepy. sounds kind of far out there, new agey, but uh, it's all through scripture, you know? So Joel two twenty eight, he says that he'll pour out his spirit upon all, all people, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. So there you go. Dreams and your young men will see visions, you know? And so right there, if we believe the Bible, then we have to believe apparently God talks through dreams and visions, you know, Uh, Genesis 15, the vision came to Abraham. You know, that's how he got a covenant from God. Moses says he sees God's visions in numbers 24. And then you could say, ah, that's the old Testament. Well, the new Testament, you know, in the book of acts, it says that the only reason that Ananias was able to find Saul and kind of convert him into Paul is it says that in a vision, the Lord spoke to him, you know, and said, go find Paul. In Acts 10, Peter has a vision and God says, kill and eat. And it's why we can eat bacon and ham. So, you know, so every time I know, right. So every time you eat bacon, you have to be like, thank you, Lord, for visions, because this is the only way that I learned that apparently we can eat this, you know, so it wasn't through a scripture of the past. He actually had a, a vision, you know, and, and, and he had to work through that. And that's what set apart that we could actually eat foods that weren't in the old testament law you know now when and, you talk about vision i'm sure people are thinking in their mind is he talking about an open vision externally right. is he talking about my imagination seeing something in my mind's eye you know what does that mean parse that out a little bit for people totally different ways yeah a lot of times people think people think visions are like this apocalyptic style movie like the book of revelations like I was walking and then I just got knocked and I couldn't not see it my whole everything you know And I mean, that can happen. We've seen it happen. God literally showed up and knocked Paul off the donkey, right? And showed him, boom, right? And so it can happen. But I would say 98, 99% of the time, it's, uh, it's not like that. It's not this big open vision where like the wall opened up and I could see through this thing. Um, I, that can happen. God can do that. He has done that in the Bible, but more often like, what you said, it's actually through your imagination. I like to tell people that your imagination, God invented it. And so God can use it to speak to you. The imagination, it's kind of this blank white canvas, you know, for all of our artists. And we give God this white canvas of our imagination. And we say, God, you're allowed to paint whatever you want on this. What do you want it? What do you want to show me? Right. And we've all done it where, you know, daydreaming, right. We uh, we're not seeing anything and yet we're vividly reliving this memory. Right. Or we're daydream or fantasizing of some other random thing, or we have a scene in a movie replaying in our head all the time we see things in our minds, right? We call it daydreaming. We call it kind of, oh, I was in another world. I I kind of was gone for a second there, right? (laughs) We all do that. And 
the thing is, is people don't realize in that moment that they are seeing, right? But they're not seeing with their literal eyes. So the point is, is when you give God permission to speak to you through that way, often he does. And this is, this is one of the primary ways I hear God's voice is I'll be praying for someone and I'll just say, Lord, what do you want to say? And then in my imagination, so it's not some open vision with my eyes. Yeah. It's not some weird thing. I see in, in my imagination, I see a picture. And I'll just share with them, hey, I see this picture. I don't know if it's literal. I don't know if it's metaphorical, you know, but usually as I begin to share it, the picture kind of like a, like a movie or daydream, it kind of starts to move. The scene moves. And uh, for example, one guy, I said, I just see, I don't know why I just see a red Ford focus. It was bizarre. And then the guy jaw dropped and he said, that's my car. I own a red Ford focus. And I was shocked. I screamed like, what? No way. <laughs> like, I was shocked. Right. And so God used my imagination to visually show me something that actually made the guy, his ears opened up after that. And he said, yeah. oh my gosh, like God knows me. He knows what I drive. Right. Yeah. And, and so, and, and then the guy was risky, isn't it? For everybody. Right? I mean, cause we, you know, I'm sure many people are saying, oh, okay. I, I get those from time to time. But right. It, the difference between you actually seeing it in your mind and actually speaking it, speaking out, it out is very risky, right? It's- totally. And you'd be surprised if you start asking around church, people see things all the time. They're just yeah. too scared to say it. Yeah. So I want to challenge and encourage us say, Hey, if it's loving, if it's encouraging, uh, just take the risk and share what you said. There was a girl who got led to the Lord because I prayed for her. And I just said, I just see you playing soccer. And I see you like really tired kicking the ball and you just feel like you want to give up. She starts crying. So she's played soccer her entire life. She wants to quit and she feels exhausted in life. And then the Lord totally spoke to her and it's what brought her into the, into the kingdom, you know? Mm. And so the point is, is that uh, with these imagination moments, God can use it. And I, the reason they're visions is because you're visually seeing something. Right. So that's why we, there was a, uh, I was down in Tijuana ministering, uh, kind of on this, this, it's like the kind of the red light, red light district kind of area. We went down there just to pray for people. And there was a man who I asked to pray for him. And he said, sure. He didn't believe in, in, in God. He's like, I don't believe in God. And I said, let me just pray for you. And I said, ask Jesus right now, just say, Jesus, will you show me something? And he did. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this man who's not a believer, doesn't believe in God. He just says, I see. So his eyes are closed. And he said, I see a picture of a giant hand coming out of heaven and picking me up. Wow. And I hear a voice saying, you're my son and I have you in my hand. <laughs> and then he opened his eyes and was like, and said, and teared up and said, what was that? <laughs> right. And I said, you just had a vision. Like God just showed you. Right. And so I was so thankful. I've seen in Nepal, same thing. Buddhist monks got saved because they had a vision where Jesus appeared to them and said, I am Lord, not Buddha, you know, and they gave it up and said, okay, you know, so, so I'm so thankful for these things, but they are freaky. They are risky, you know, but I want to normalize it and say, it really is just your imagination. And it's really sanctified imagination. You're giving your imagination to God as a canvas to paint on. And as long as it doesn't contradict scripture and it's accountable, there's times where we're wrong. um, Then you're okay. It's safe. You know, take the risk. You know, they also like you're, like you're saying again, I love that just the accountability of walking with other people that you trust in your life. But right. also this idea that, you know, none of us, I don't care if somebody's a 
high level prophet or just somebody that's just trying to hear the, hear the voice of God on their own for their own life. We all have a part and each of us brings a perspective through the lens. I'm hearing God through the lens of my design, through my life, through all this sort of thing. You're hearing that. And so I think especially like with big decisions or major transitions in your life and that sort of thing, like for me and my wife, we're not only trying to hear the Lord together, we're trying to involve those other leaders, other prophetic voices, things like that in our life so that we can begin to get a whole picture because otherwise you can Oh, I had one dream, whew, left turn. And you're like, oh, you you had part of it, but or you missed the timing so, of it or you didn't exactly. get the whole picture. I mean, that can be frustrating for people sometimes, can it? Yeah. And I, I think that's you're absolutely right. That's why you have to have that community, because there's times where you, maybe the Lord will show you something. Maybe it was God. You're right. But like you said, the timing could be two, three, four five years away. You know, we don't we see in part. And I think God purposely shows us in part so that we stay humble, so that we stay connected to the body. Because yeah. if anyone has the attitude of I hear God by myself and I'm good and I don't need anyone or any church or anybody or any, you know, that's where it gets dangerous and weird, you know, because it can get off real quick. So I think you're totally right. I think God only will show you a piece so that you stay connected to people, you know, and only when we begin to puzzle it all together. Oh, I had this picture and you had this picture and this Bible verse and this dream and this, then we can get much clearer. I think God is saying to go this direction. Yeah. 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 We, we call that different leadership groups I've been in over the years. Um, I've called it the God card, you know, because we've all been in media. If you've been in ministry at all, or you've been with people, you know, somebody would say, well, God said, you know, the Lord said, and it's kind of like, that's the God card. Like it's I know. poker and it's the ace, like, boom. Yeah. Like, what it's are you going to say? Back, you know, so <laughs> I always try to tell people, you know, if I'm feeling something and if, or if anybody right. out there listening, if you're feeling something, you want to submit that to yes. others, submit that to your husband or wife, submit that to your leader. Say, this is what I feel like. I'm thinking, would you pray about it with me? What What do you think? Because again, as we submit ourselves to one another, especially as married couples and and close friends and that sort of thing, I think that's where you start to see this really um, just be a beautiful, beautiful expression of how the Holy Spirit works in us. So true. And I've seen that too. We just say it's kind of a checkmate move, which shows the person doesn't really want to be teachable or, or accountable, you know, you're like, well, God said, so there you go. And you're like, ah, oh, well, I can't really do much with that. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. so I, I, I 100% yes. And amen. You, you know, we submit it. I feel like God is telling me this. I yeah. think he might be showing me this. What do you think? What do yeah. you say? You know? And I, and it's incredible how many times someone will say, that's interesting. I felt that too. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, or they'll take it to prayer and they'll say, yes, I feel the same thing, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're totally right. So, Admitting that uh, with, with every way we hear God's voice. Yeah, that's so good. Well, that's what God told me to say right then. So I, that's what yeah. I mean. <laughs> Checkmate. Checkmate. Hey, so there, then there are these other sort of things, you know, that we all experience in our life. You know, you're walking through nature and you're like, oh, you know, this yeah. like, I feel the spirit of God. I know that happens to me, like when I'm, you know, making my baskets or I'm out in the woods or that sort of thing. Or, things that some people would say are coincidences. Maybe you start having experiences in life that you start seeing things over and over and over again, or, you know, just maybe physically you start to feel something. I know people that, you know, maybe they move in a gift of healing and their body will start to heat up Mm -hmm. or vibrate or something like that when they're supposed to be praying for somebody specifically. So 
Talk about some of those kind of things, because, you know, as a believer, I don't think you can think that anything is a is a coincidence. If, I, if I'm submitted to the Lordship of Jesus, he's using any and everything uh, to speak to me at all times. So talk it's about true. some of those physical kind of things or, and ancillary sort of things that Right. Right. I think, I think God loves to, he's so creative. We serve such a creative God who loves to speak in a multitude of different ways, you know, and none of them, they don't contradict, you know, they're all, they all work together to reveal the glory of God. So nature, yes. Psalms 19, it says that the heavens declare the glory of God, you know, in Romans one, it actually says that we have no excuse to not find God because all of the invisible attributes of God can be seen clearly mm. through his creation and nature. So nature does speak not in a weird new agey way where, you know, the tree is trying to tell me this, nothing like that. But as the earth was God's blank canvas yeah. and he painted these things on it with, with symbols, with meaning, with purpose. Right. So it's not nature talking to you. It's God the artist speaking to you yeah. through his painting of, of creation. Right. And it declares, it points back to, to the painter. Right. And so all of creation, it does speak to you. And that's why you feel so close to God when you're in nature, a lot of times, because you see his glory, his magnitude, you see it, We see in Psalms, David sees the deer and he says, wow, that deer so thirsty for water. That's like how my soul thirsts for yeah. God. So nature actually gave him language for what he was feeling inside, you know? And, uh, and so, yeah, nature, absolutely. I hear God so clear in nature because it is kind of like the wilderness. Every distraction goes away and now I can see the Lord, you know, and see, see that life is so much bigger than my little cubicle or my house or something, you know, but yeah. So physically though, you can, and that's actually in the Bible too. Jeremiah, the prophet, he said that it, he felt a fire yeah. in his bones when he, whenever he had to give a word and he couldn't contain it anymore because it literally felt like he was going to die inside, <laughs> you know, he's physically feeling these yeah. things. And th there's times where um, we have a random pain, you know, you're walking and you're just like, Oh, why does my rib hurt? And, I don't have rib problems. I don't know why that hurts. I used to think, oh, that's random and just move on. But then once someone showed me, like you mentioned, uh, that could be God showing you what somebody else is feeling. Now you have empathy for them. Now you know what's going on. And it could be a word where God's revealing to you, this is the pain they're in. And so now I start, I just take the risk, you know, because I could fail. And if I, I might fail a hundred times, but if I get it right, even 1% of the time, somebody could encounter God and his love. Right. So I just take the risk now and I just say, Hey, does anyone have any pain in their left side here? You know, and people will be shocked and say, Oh my goodness, that's exactly where I have a pain. How did you know? And you yeah. can just say, well, God showed me what the pain you're in because he wants to heal it because he loves mm. you, you know, and you just point it back to the love of Jesus, yeah. you know? So physically, yes, you can nature, um, even through, uh, I would say through even your, your thoughts and your emotions sometimes, you know, it's, this is where it can get real sound a little dicey, you know, like, Oh, you know, because our thoughts and our emotions definitely have to be accountable to scripture, sure. of course. Right. But in Proverbs, uh, it says that the king's heart is a stream in the hand of God. And it says, and the Lord can move it wherever he desires. Mm. So what if we also submit our emotions to Jesus and say, Jesus, uh, when you laugh, let me laugh. When you cry, let me cry. Let me feel what you feel for people. 
And then now it looks like Jesus uh, in, in the book of Mark, there's a moment where Jesus looks at a, at a leper and it says that moved with compassion, yeah. he reached out and touched him. But we know Jesus only did what he saw the father doing. So how did the father speak to Jesus in that moment? Yeah. He moved his compassion, yeah, you know? So Jesus didn't hear an audible voice in that moment. It just says his heart was gripped with compassion and so he reached out and I've done that. I've been driving and I just saw that homeless man or I saw that person and my heart leapt. And I said, oh, and I had to turn around the car. I saw a man the other day and he was walking in the rain with no shirt on. And he was obviously kind of, you know, not all the, all the way there, but my compassion, my heart burned. And I flipped a Yui, went all the way around, pulled up and he looked scared. And I literally just took off my jacket, my beanie, and I just gave them to him. And I just said, you have to have these, man. God wants yeah. you. He's he, he spoke to me and said, yeah. give this to you, but he didn't speak to me through a vision in that moment. He broke my heart, you know? Yeah. So, so that's important to listen to as well as sanctify our emotions and God can speak to you through them. You know, I hope everybody's seeing this, you know, in, in all of these different methodologies, the, the key is, and I think this is the temptation for people. The, the temptation is not to try to figure it out in your own natural mind, but the key, right. like with everything in life, is take this thing that I'm feeling, sensing, hearing, seeing, whatever, and submit it to Jesus and say, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what is this? And what do I do with it? Yes. As opposed to saying, uh, this is not the Lord. This is not me. This is my mind. I don't have time. I can't do this. Right. I mean, isn't that the key? That's that's kingdom life again in general, right? Exactly. It is. It is. Everything is submitted to the Lord. And then also, so it's this, it's this double edged thing of we, we submit everything to Jesus, right. for him to correct us. But then we also open our hearts and mind of he's, he is the most creative being there ever was. Right. And he can always find a new way to speak. You know, he can always speak. He loves to speak in ways that just blow our mind and expand our understanding of, wow, Jesus, you're bigger than I even thought you were. You know, like, what do you do with like, I read the book of Ezekiel and he says, uh, he says, eat the scroll. And he, and he, and it's super weird. He eats the scroll and he says, it tastes like honey in his mouth. And then he said that it became bitter in his stomach. And then the Lord said, this is how Israel is for me, sweet in my mouth, but then in my stomach bitter, right? So the Lord used taste in that moment to speak, you know, and that'll blow your mind of, wait, the Lord, like the Lord used taste buds in that moment to speak to his prophet. That's bizarre. But you, you see God invented every one of our senses, sight, smell, taste, touch, you know, hearing, seeing. That means every one of those senses, he can also speak to us through, you know, if God created it, he can use it to speak to you. Right. And so every one of your senses he can speak to. And we actually see someone, God speak to someone through every single sense in the Bible. There's a verse where it says that, uh, that we're like a fragrance, you know, like we're, and it's like the smelling aroma before the Lord, you know, and so you see smell, you see taste, you see touch, you see sight, you see hearing, you see touch, all of it, right? All of it. It's so creative and God can speak through all of it. But yes, it is always submitted to the scripture and community. Yeah. You know, as folks are learning to hear the Lord, uh, one of the things I always encourage people to do is, is start a journaling practice. Because that, for me, over the last 25 years of my adult life, <laughs> has has been this beautiful place where in the mornings as I'm reading God's word, listening for his voice, that sort of thing. If I'll just cathartically sort of start, you know, start journaling and just writing my thoughts and prayers, it's so easy just as a, 
you know, a, a stream of thought, if you will, to mm-hmm. continue with what I believe is God's voice in that time as well. And uh, yeah. kind of have this back and forth. I think Leanne Payne talks about this idea of, you know, two, two-way prayer, you know, that I'm yes. he's speaking, I'm listening, I'm, there's, there's this is back and forth, back it's and forth. It's a dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So for somebody that is thinking, okay, I'm in, you guys, this is freaking me out at first, but I, I want to hear God's <laughs> voice. I, I want to, you know, be in this. I want that supernatural experience to be natural in my life. What would you say are a, a few things that people could do to, as they're getting started and starting to cultivate that in their own life? Yeah, absolutely. I like what you said of recording it and, and writing it down. And because sometimes we look back and we can see, oh, that was God speaking. A lot of it comes with practice. So I would say, uh, you know, scripture and community, we've been talked about when you create a safe environment to try new things, then if you fall, you know, dad's right there to catch you, right? As you're learning to ride the bike and you have the training wheels. So maybe get a group of friends and try it. This is what we did when I was first learning. We got some friends and we sat together and we uh, were accountable to a leader and, you know, kind of thing. But we all said, hey, let's pray and let's practice hearing God's voice. So let's see if he speaks to us. And so what we did is every time we would pray for somebody, we would say, Lord, do you want to say anything? So rather than just praying what we assumed, we took a moment to listen and to ask, mm. and then we would take the risk to speak it out. So I would say, if you want to grow in this, uh, create an environment where you can take risks and practice it, you know? So I would say like what we did, so you got to ask for it. So start asking the Lord to speak to you in new ways. This is number one. Then number two is step out take the risk and practice it. And what happens is you start to learn the way he predominantly speaks to you. So God can speak to us through all these ways, but you'll find that you tend to be wired in a specific way where he, he'll talk to you one, one way more than another. And that only comes through practice. That only comes through, through, you know, um, you try all the different sports and you kind of learn you're good at this one, you know, or the different instruments and stuff. So you might be naturally geared to see God or hear God, but as you practice and as you develop it, you'll begin to learn that was not God. That was me. And that one was God. And then what happens is almost like a muscle memory. You start to then have uh, where you can just kind of tap into, oh, this familiar feeling, this is God, you know, because you've learned all the times where you said something and it wasn't God and you, and you totally flopped, (laughs) you learn Oh, if when it's me, it tends to feel like this. So when it's God, it tends to feel like this. And you start to refine it over thousands of times of doing this to then where it becomes a lot easier because, you know, this tends to be God. This tends to not be God. Does that make sense? Kind of. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I remember for me when you when I learned to distinguish that the enemy and my own ego are always um, there's this compulsion. There's this like you better or else kind of thing. Right. As the Lord is always about this invitation. It's always about out of intimacy. So it's real easy now to distinguish between uh, that is not the Lord. That is you know, yes. that's the enemy or that's my own whatever, as opposed to feeling peace and feeling settled. The other thing I was going to say, you know, especially for artists, as we're on the Thriving Christian Artist podcast, you know, one of the beautiful things about um about art is that it bypasses the natural, you know, the mental gymnastics and all the processing that often goes on in our mind and goes directly into that limbic system of our brain and into our heart and our emotions and that sort of thing. Artists are, are used to um, 
And as you're listening today, artists, you, you may be in the studio or whatever, you may be thinking, I'm used to doing this in my creative process all the time where I mm. sent something and then I agree with that. And I call it see and agree. You know, we mm-hmm. see it, we agree with it, we bring it into our creative process and then we execute on that and we see the result. And I would say hearing God's voice is exactly the same process, you know, right? you're recognizing something and then you have to come into agreement with it that says, yes, I I believe that this is, you know, the Lord. And then I'm going to do something about it. Either I'm going to act on it. I'm going to speak it out or whatever. And then you look for the fruit, right? Because it, I think that's one of the things I appreciate about, you know, in your teaching tale, you're talking about, Hey, look at the fruit. After you've done something, you felt like this is the Lord. What was the result? Did somebody get healed? Did you see God show up? I mean, talk about that because that can be a real, um, I don't know, motivator and confirmation for people as they're learning to hear God. Exactly. Voice. Yeah, no, you're right on. If it's God, then there will be fruit. You know, it's, 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 uh, God doesn't really do a lot of fruitless things and he doesn't do destructive things, you know? And, uh, so he does, he brings fruit and he builds and he edifies and he builds up. So what I'll do is every time, you know, I've been doing this for, you know, uh, many years now, every time without fail though, I will ask them, did that make sense? You know, because I'm one, to ask and sometimes to this day they still say no that didn't make any sense at all <laughs> and i say okay and it helps me to get feedback just like with your art just like with your business when you get the feedback it refines you you know yeah. and so then you're able to say okay why was that off why was that wrong you know and maybe it's because there's something in my heart going on and i assumed some things or my pride or my ego like you talked about you know so uh so i would always interview take the risk but then interview after and ask them did that make sense you know or did you feel god does that relate does that and ask these interview questions to see if the fruit is there and if they say yes it makes sense I felt loved. I felt God. I felt so connected in those moments. Then that can encourage you that you're on the right track of, Oh, I heard God this way and there was good fruit, you know? And then that can tell you, maybe that's how I tend to hear God more, you know? Mm -hmm. Whereas if you, you think you heard God one way and then the fruit is really bad, they feel discouraged. They feel further from God. They feel like that, that was off. That was weird. They just feel funky and weird. You know, all those things make you think, okay, Maybe that one was not God. And I even do this with other people. When other people pray for me, I don't just take everything everyone says to me. Uh, I heard God say this to you, Taylor, Uh, take it through that same filter, you know, as well, you know, and if it goes against everything else God's been telling you, then you can kind of wonder, I don't know if that was the Lord or maybe that was just them, you know? Yeah. And just drop it. And there's also something to just put it on the shelf. Sometimes there's a moment where you say, I don't know if that was God or not. I'm going to write it as a journal entry. And in a year, sometimes you're blown away that it came true, you know? And sometimes uh, people, we've all done this. I mean, if you're used to kind of doing this process that we're talking about, it's so easy to prophesy and share something you feel like from the Lord out of your soul, as opposed to the Lord, because you you might be moved by compassion, but it might not be the Lord necessarily. It might just be you. You may be wanting to fix somebody's situation or something like that. So again, I just, the thing I love about the Lord and I was, you know, this is just part of my theology nowadays. I think our, our in-processness, our being in process does not make God nervous. 
You know, right. if, if if Jesus was worried about people getting it wrong, he would certainly not have, have left the whole thing in the hands of the 12 disciples, you know. So true. And so I think this idea that that we're all in process, that you're going to mess it up, that we yeah. all hear in part, that that's as normal a part of hearing God's voice as is his desire to speak to us, right? And so exactly. We got to take that and, and, and hold that in intention. It's so true. And always stay humble and teachable with that, you know, always be in a place where like, I, I, like, I just, what I do is I just accepted the fact that it's okay to get it wrong. It doesn't mean I'm a bad Christian. It doesn't mean I'm off. It doesn't mean some deep thing, you know? Uh, and I tell people if they say, no, that doesn't make sense. I just say, okay, I'm practicing hearing God. Yeah. You know, if you made a, if you first time sat down blank canvas and you were, you're not going to paint some masterpiece Mona Lisa thing, you know, right. Uh, you don't look at it, but you don't just cause it wasn't that amazing. You don't just say, well, I'm a horrible artist, throw it away. I'm never doing art ever again. You know, you refine the skill you learn. I'm tend to be better at this type of painting versus this type, you know, and you refine it and you grow in it and you pursue it and, you know, and you have mentors step in and teach you, you know, so it really is a process, you know, in 50 years, I'm still going to be learning how to hear God in more of a clear way. And I think if you have that kind of approach, you're way safer actually, because you know, you're teachable. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, kind of wrap it here. I just, I just had, prophetic ministry from uh, a guy the other day um, who was, gosh, this guy's been pastoring 35, 40 years. I mean, he's a major prophetic voice in the United States, ministers all over the world. I mean, and we spent 45 minutes together and he was just speaking into my life and that sort of thing. And uh, he started, now this is, this is a senior level man that's been walking with the Lord a long time, super razor sharp, prophetic gifting. And the first thing he says to me, now, Matt, I'm just going to share it as I feel like the Lord gives it. If anything does not resonate with you, please let me know. Right. And then at the end, he said, now, if any of this doesn't make sense to you or whatever, he said, you just give it to the Lord. He said, you don't, this is, you know, I'll see in part. And I, I just like, golly, this guy's been walking with the Lord all these years and there's no pride. There's no, yep. you know, God card. It was just as easy and beautiful and submitted. Yes. And uh, I just thought, man, what a, what a testimony. What a, Absolutely. I, we all want to be like that. You know? Absolutely. And that that's such good testimony. We trust the Lordship of Jesus at the end of the day of yeah. if I get it wrong too, um, I'm not going to derail their entire life. Yes. And now they're going to go to hell and it's a, right. We're so scared of that, right? We, but that's why we, we just, we, we make it lighthearted and we say exactly what you, what your friend said of, Hey, I'm going to submit this to you. And I think this is what God's saying, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and, and then, so that way you're open-minded and you're hearing God in new ways, but you're also accountable to like learn and grow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Taylor, I know folks are going to want to find out more about all the good things you do and connect with you on all the socials. So where's the best place that folks can connect with you and uh, hear more about hearing God's voice? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I actually have a website. It's called Fireplace Faith. And it's kind of my blog and different resources. And I actually have a course coming out that's called He Speaks. And it's specifically how to hear, listen and understand the voice of God in our life. Where We're going to go in depth into kind of a Bible study of where is in scripture and how do we learn how to hear God's voice so that you can find on that website there and you can connect there, subscribe there, send me an email message through there. I would love to connect with 
with you. Uh, also, all my social media channels, Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok, whatever you got. I'm just on there as Taylor C. Jensen. You can find me there. Please send me a message. I would just, just love to connect with you. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, hey, what a great conversation. So glad just that you're stepping into all God's got for you and that you took time out of your schedule to be with us today. So Taylor Jensen, thank you for being on the podcast today. Hey, thank you so much, Matt. I just love what you guys are doing and uh, for the kingdom and for artists. It's, it's really incredible. So it's been an honor to be with you today. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.